0: Hello and welcome to Trust Me, I'm an Influencer, where we talk with the incredible minds behind your social media pages. I'm your host, Karina Howie, and my guest this week is Alice Hart Davis. She's an expert on tweakments. She writes for The Times, The Telegraph, The Mail, Hello Mag, basically everybody, because she's become the go-to for qualified honest reviews about tweakments. What is a tweakment? We'll find out in a second after we say hello Alice, how are you? Hi, Corinna. Lovely to be speaking with you. I know. And it's funny. I know everyone who's listening will feel the same. I've never met you, but I feel like I know you because I follow you on socials. It's a funny thing, isn't it, Alice? It's
1: absolutely mad because likewise, I I really feel I know you because you put out an awful lot of yourself. In your content. (laughs) And that's what charms us all, all these legions of people who who follow you because you're very real and very funny and very engaging. So you think, oh, yeah, you're my best friend. And I thought we haven't actually spoken out loud before
0: now. I know it's bonkers. And I think ditto with you, you're really honest too, which is why I love following you. So Alice, tell us first of all, tell our lovely listeners, what is a tweakment?
1: Okay, a tweakment. It is a non-surgical cosmetic medical procedure. I mean, that's why I call them tweakments because it's a bit simpler. But these are things like lasers and fillers and toxins like Botox or skin peels. They're procedures That can make a cosmetic difference to your face, Um, but they really need to be taken quite seriously. I think a lot of people think they're like beauty treatments now, but they are quite complicated to do. They're not as simple as people make out and calling them tweakments, it's an easier word to get our head around. I do worry sometimes that it makes people think they're a bit of a smaller and more friendly thing than they perhaps are. Um, I don't want to scare people off the idea of them, but, you know, I do want them to take them seriously. Um, Like you just said in your lovely introduction, I've been writing about these things as journalists for a very long time. I've been trying them out and I just want to get the information about them out there in a clear way for people who are curious, because... It's a fascinating field, but it's once completely unregulated in the UK. So the more people know about it, the more they can look after themselves, take it seriously and get decent treatment and nice results.
0: Yeah, from a qualified and trusted practitioners. And also, it's that thing, Alice, that I think you lift the lid on, that we all want to know, you know, what's she done? What have they done? They look so great. And they look so natural, which is what I think a great Mm. work is, where it's, it's undetectable. They just look like people who look, they're like, they've had a really good night's sleep, and they're really rested and look really healthy. I think that's what in my mind tweakment is or i think tell me if i'm wrong i kind of think a tweakment is anything where you sort of haven't got a scalpel involved that's what exactly. I exactly it's non-surgical
1: yeah. it, it's quite invasive because there are needles going in the skin but there yeah it's anything without a scalpel because a scalpel means surgery a lot of people call this whole area plastic surgery you know robbie williams was saying last week about how he wanted to have fillers under his eyes because he thinks they're looking hollow. And he went straight on to say, everybody I in my industry is having plastic surgery. Um, and I think really he meant cosmetic procedures of some sort, you know, it might be as simple as having some kind of special serum pushed through the skin with oxygen jets, or it might be stuff with needles, but um, people conflate it all together in the one. But yeah, tweakments, we're talking non-surgical, no scalpels.
0: And I saw that article via you, actually. You flagged it up about Robbie Williams. And I thought, I love that he's so open and honest about that. I think that was your point. He was being so honest and open. I love
1: this. Yes. Yeah, because the thing is, most people who look a bit too good for their age, they are having stuff done. And very few of them talk about it and they may well say it's all their own business, but the trouble is an awful lot of them then will pretend it's because they've gone on a vegan diet or they're doing more yoga or they've got this amazing olive oil-based cleanser or something. And it's really unhelpful to the legions of normal people who follow them and who think maybe if I tried this skincare or this diet or this, I too would look like them and you think it's, if only they would be honest, and say, you know, they are having all this stuff. And then some, you know, we accept that famous people will have help with their wardrobe, with their dentistry, with their exercise, you know, with their, with their nutrition regimes. And yet, if you start suggesting that, yeah, maybe that's extending to managing their face, the way their face looks as they age, people tend to resist and say, oh, they just have great genes. And your genes will take you a certain distance in this but most of it is down to lifestyle and then skincare and then all the stuff you layer on top of that you know it's like um you can have a healthy lifestyle you can put on lots of makeup it looks great but if you then take a photograph and you then start using filters and you then start using photoshop that takes that image that was created and was pretty well how you looked you know to a whole new dimension And 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 these treatments can do that too
0: yeah, I wonder if people like Robbie Williams and certainly other high profile people, I wonder if it's that balance between if they really want to be honest with their, um, their fans and the people that are in their community. But equally, if you out yourself as having had some work mm. done, then that seems to be the only thing people talk about. That's like then yeah. in your by Robbie Williams, who's had plastic surgery or whatever he mentioned. That seems to become you know synonymous with your name after that. And then you get this kind of can-have judgment. Particularly, sure. what do you think? What do you think now? There's a real sort of I call it the anti anti aging movement that's out here right now, which is this real positive aging which is wonderful yes. you and i and everyone else we're also blessed to still be yes. on this lovely big old planet but i have finding lately that um there's a lot of people that want uh, want to push these conversations back into the shadows which i worry about that if we are told to kind of and we are being told to embrace our age and embrace our wrinkles What about the people that don't want to do that? And I don't want those people to be pushed back into the shadows again, because there is a movement around that now, isn't there, Alice? This real positive ageing movement.
1: Oh, totally. And it's all shaming anybody who does anything about it for vanity. And back to what you were saying about anybody famous who talks about this stuff, you know, they will get masses of pushback from their fans who say they disappoint them. And yet those fans would be quick enough to... Uh, chastise them or uh, feel the worst of them if they start showing wrinkles actually actually the people who are worse on this is the british tabloids isn't it Um, yeah and and the magazines who who will slyly point up pictures of people who have dared to do perfectly normal age-related things like show wrinkles put on weight um and yes we are being encouraged to embrace all this i know ageing as normal. I know it's a huge privilege to be able to age. We are all living longer. We're all trying to live more healthily as we live longer. But I see nothing wrong with challenging the stereotypes around, you know, the decay and decline that is presumed to go along with ageing. Because, you know, I go to the gym, I work out, I put a lot of effort into uh staying mobile and staying strong um, which is so so that i don't have um the normal sort of look of a 60 year old in my body i get praised for that you know if i if i talk about the care i take with my diet to eat the right stuff that nourishes me properly ditto but if i when i start talking about doing all this stuff with my face um, then then yeah that's where people have difficulty with it and so there is still a lot of stigma around it a lot of shaming because it's presumed to be vanity and it's presumed to be therefore a waste of time and we could be all thinking about better better things but you know there didn't used to be any way of managing how we looked as we aged short of having a facelift you know 30 years ago it was a facelift or super aggressive lasers or some collagen injections that was about it um, toxin was only just starting to be there as a wrinkle relaxing thing. Most people were hugely suspicious of it. And now there's this plethora of things that can be done. So you could have just an advanced facial with a little bit of um, lightweight lasering or something. Or you could have complicated plasma treatments and radiofrequency and all the rest of it. It's all there. And nobody has to do this. I mean, one thing I do find I keep saying the whole time is that this is an unusual and niche thing to be talking about. But for people who do want to know, I'm going to be here and talk about it because this is, happens to be where I've I found myself specialising in this over the past years. And a lot of people are interested. So for them, I'm talking about it. And I know the vast majority of people, it's not appropriate for, they aren't interested They for for, for reasons of wanting to be more natural embrace their natural selves and also these things are expensive um, so you know i know it's not for everybody but i don't think we should be shamed and stigmatized for doing these things but but that's fear of the whole um the whole the whole field of all, all of this age management fire entirely unnatural things like having needles stuck in your face and lasers up at you that's very real
0: Yeah, and it, but if we don't, if we don't talk about it, then people Mm. that want to know about it, they don't know where to turn for honest, resourceful information. Isn't it funny, Alice? I think it's complicated because I have kind of, I have negative um, sort of, sometimes I get feedback on Insta from people saying, Mm. I'm putting pressure on other people to do it, etc. And I'm exactly the same as you. I just like to be honest and say what I've done because I think I talk a lot about skincare and I'd be a big fat liar if I didn't say I also have injectables. It's not just the skincare doing the work. So I think it's honesty, but I do get a percentage of people that come back and say it's putting pressure pressure on people, etc. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I find it really interesting that nobody bothered when I had Invisaligns. And why do we put put that in a different box? Because most of the time it's cosmetic. Sometimes you obviously have dentistry work for other reasons, but most of us who are having Invisaligns and having braces, etc., it is cosmetic. And that seems to be Okay, it's very expensive, so it's not the expense side of it that kind of puts people's heckles up. Mm. But isn't it funny how that's really acceptable to have a beautiful smile? And that's yeah. not not considered. But equally that's that's the majority of the time that's vanity too.
1: It it is, um and yet somehow facial vanity, it's an unacceptable thing. Um and is deeply ingrained in sort of psychology, isn't it? The the uh, the older woman, um, you know, you, you look back even in fairy tales and stuff, um, and it will be the, the wicked stepmother who's casting a spell and making herself unnaturally beautiful to enslave the young prince and lure him away from the beautiful heroine and his destiny and whatever else. You know, it's, it, it, it's seen as artifice, um, <laughs> in right, a way yes. that, straightening your teeth I and mean, we all used to laugh at teeth straightening and think it was very american as brits you know, i think i always think there's this like yep. this long sort of sliding scale of what's okay and everybody has a different stopping point in, in their mind and one, uh, one end of it is say skincare everybody's okay with skincare at the other end is invasive cosmetic surgery you know proper big old facelifts and along that you know starting with the skincare everyone's fine with using skincare most people are okay with women wearing makeup these days i um, mean yeah. used to be not like 100 years ago that was it was a really shocking and 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 shameful thing only for actresses and prostitutes you know and then yeah. there's the um Things like advanced facials. Um, facials are fine. Facials are a bit of indulgence. Facials can have an awful lot of added stuff now. Then, then there's the teeth stuff, as you say, which, which uh, and hair colouring. Hair colouring. You know, 30 years ago, I remember we'd all fibber by. Oh no, these these nice blonde bits. I've just <laughs> been in the sun. Um, uh, you, you, know, you think, well, that's that's mad. Obviously, my hair is a different colour than what it was last year. Maybe you don't remember. Maybe we didn't take as many pictures back then. But now uh, we all own that perfectly happily nobody really obviously there's a strong movement for the gray haired lot and i i absolutely applaud that i haven't been able to go there myself yet but we're pretty okay with people using hair dye less so with men using hair dye because it's usually more obvious um this is all playing back to your your stuff about things that look natural and things that don't look natural but then we move on into when you get to, to treatments um the ones that could be passed off as skin health, beneficial for skin health, e.g., light treatments like Intense Past Light for taking down pigmentation marks on the face or laser for doing the same. You'll get celebs talking about those because they'll, they can almost say, you know, my dermatologist recommended this for my skin health. And you think, yeah, it's also made your skin tone more even, softened a few wrinkles, looks great. And that's non-invasive and people are fine with that. But once they start talking about sticking needles in their faces um, and having toxin, which sounds like a really bad word, it is poison, to um, reduce the wrinkles. Um, it's kind of faking it, isn't it? And to amplify your contours with fillers, then then people start to recoil at that and I mean, I mean the awful thing is we all have seen so much bad work that yeah. we know how wrong these things can go how even people who have access to really good treatment who have a lot of money and ought to be getting the best advice you know maybe aren't being sort of reined in when they should be and and their faces are looking stranger and stranger and less like themselves uh but that's that's I think what creates a lot of fear around it. And that's usually the sticking point for people well before they get onto, onto scalpels. So, you know, you'll get some people sort of being proud of their, their eye lifts if they've had something that was really a physical problem. The eyelid skin is sagging so badly they can hardly see out. They can hardly open their eyes. Um, then, you know, then, then that's, there's a very practical reason for having, um, Having that surgery, but and, the, and and the fact that they look a lot better too will simply be a knock-on benefit. But I think we're kidding with ourselves if we aren't really admitting we are motivated by by vanity in these things yeah. at some level. Because when we look better, when we perceive we look better in we feel better about ourselves. You know, I, I would I would be the last person to say you know have treatments feel empowered, which is a lot of what a lot of people try and will get me to say but I, I know that you know you need it from clothes you know from makeup as well when you feel you look good you you feel better and more confident inside and you know having skin that's glowing and yes you can do a lot of that with skincare it all it all helps
0: yeah, it, it does actually. And there's this, um, it's been proven actually, psychological benefits of looking good when you feel more comfortable with yourself when you look in the mirror. I mean, me included, this is the way I originally started having injectables years ago. I just didn't like the person, that's the wrong wing thing to say. I didn't, the the woman I saw in the mirror didn't reflect how I felt inside. I felt really good, but my worries were showing on my face and I actually didn't want to show the world my worries. So I had some injectables to smooth out those worries because I didn't want to be defined by my worries. And that's literally where it started. Uh, And I think there are so many people that also feel like that. It is. There is, of course, it's vanity, but a lot of it is linked into, as you say, feeling good and looking good. And when I look at anybody high profile, I mean, there's there's lots of people that that are medical medical miracles out there. Medical, I can't even say it. Medical miracles out there, or completely unique people um, who are not like everybody else. However, whenever I look at anybody in the public eye, huge celebrities, etc. And if they have a fresh skin and a and a smooth tight face, I just assume they're having everything done. Every yeah. everything, I just but, assume that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because You'd they be, probably are. <laughs> they,
1: pro- they probably are, and they've probably been doing it for a long time. and yeah. they're having it done really well, and it looks great. And and kudos to them them for that. The difficult yep. thing I find is that, that that I'm constantly getting calls from my newspaper to friends saying, sending a picture of of this particular celeb or that saying. What's he had done or what's she up to? She looks quite different. You think, I don't know. I'm not privileged to that information. I could make some guesses, but I hate doing that because i i don't know and it's kind of none of my business but yeah they look good because i always think oh, people say well they're just they're just lucky these people they look <laughs> amazing don't they look good for their aging yeah but but there are physiologically normal things that go on with aging you know we lose bone mass from our faces from the bony arches in the brow around around the cheeks around the chin the fat pads that Hold our skin out, nice and taut. When we're younger, they flatten. They slide down. They gather under the jaw. The skin slackens. The skin picks up pigmentation. All these things are going on with all of us the whole time. It's just normal. It's just life. So if you get people of a certain age, you know your school reunion class, you put everybody into a nice long lineup. You go along, and maybe they're age forty-five, maybe they're sixty, and you see these signs of pigmentation, of wrinkling, of bone loss, etc. Jowling. With most of them, to some extent or other, we're all different. But then, whoops! There's an outlier who hasn't <laughs> suffered from any of this. <laughs> Are they just a miracle of nature, like you're saying, or, or, or have they been having a little
0: help? You know. <laughs> I know, because like you said, it's not the good work that makes the headlines really, yeah. because yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. really knows. And it's it's lots of little things, isn't it, Alice? For it's sure. not one thing. It's yes. lots of little things. People that say is what's the difficulty? Best. It, yeah. Mm. Is it L E D light? Is it Botox? Is it fillers? Is it lasers? The answer is, well, I'm going to ask you in a minute, but you'll tell yeah. us it's loads of little things, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: is ideally. <laughs> it is ideally. And that's where the budget difficulties come in. And that's yeah. where I do get a bit of pushback on, on social media you know I I get much less than you because you you have a a, a fabulous broad audience you're talking about clothes you're talking about makeup you're talking about lifestyle hacks all of that you know my lot have all come to me but out of a a curiosity around treatment so mostly they're okay with them but every now and again they 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 lash out saying these things are so expensive and you think well it's kind of like saying uh, you know expensive cars or watches or designer fashion is expensive it's it's really hard to do it on the cheap satisfactorily. You know, the, these things are expensive per se. So, if you're going to engage with them, you, you know, you've got to be quite crafty and watch out. What watch out for? What is the most important thing to you if you only um, can do one or one or two things? Um, yeah. And if you, yeah, if you want to throw the whole the whole sh- bucket bucket of cash at it, there is so much you can do.
0: Yeah, it is a little bit like how much money i mean i'm not an expert you are but a lot of people Mm. message me that and i literally say like it's like how much money have you got because you could you could go on and on and on and and you know so i mean everybody will want to know this alice so i'll ask you you've had many most things done you're certainly an expert and have knowledge of everything um if you could have a few if you had the keys to the sweet shop and an and an Unlimited budget, and everything. What the, wow. what, uh-huh, okay. you'd have everything. What are <laughs> the key ones you <laughs> think? What oh, are oh, the things? Okay, yeah. let
1: me let, let me talk. Let me talk. It, it all depends on on what is bothering you about your face, and that's even more crucial if you're on unlimited budget. But right, unlimited budget, I would I would look at the things that are going on in the face as the CA, they as it ages. So you have. Lines and wrinkles setting in from all the dynamic movements, the, 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 the scrunching of our forehead, the twisting of our neck, the wrinkling of our noses and stretching of our mouths. So injectable toxins, that's brands such as Botox, to um, damp down the muscle activity so the muscles don't move so much. So it smooths out the entrenched lines. So that's for lines and wrinkles. Um, that's, that's what it does. Um, it, I also have it for jaw grinding teeth grinding and jaw clenching in my in my jaw find it really helpful i also have it in my underarms to to stop sweating and there's it's nothing to do with wrinkles in the underarms the toxin um, interrupts the nerve signal between the nerves that are saying nervous sweating nervous sweating let's get sweating now and the sweat glands and it's it's great it's completely unnecessary it is a medical treatment for anybody with excessive sweating a condition called hyperhidrosis I don't have that. I have it for because it's just really convenient. Not uh, not sweating. Lots of lots of sort of fashion models and whatever will have it so they don't sweat all over the clothes they're they're wearing. And um, anyway, so that's what toxin does. And then fillers, which are you know they're the second most popular thing. I like a bit of filler to prop up the contours of my face. Shall we say this is in an older face? You know, for a younger face, you might be talking about beautification which I slightly as an older person grumble at they're all lovely anyway but they want sharper cheekbones and a more <laughs> chiseled jawline or a straighter nose so fillers to help with those contours where I um, where it's all falling away with age because our faces just do, do, do change all those bone changes fat changes like I was saying um, and then there's skin quality um, there's all these injectables made either from hyaluronic acid gel so it's hyaluronic acid holds a lot of water so it's like having um, an injectable moisturizing serum injected just into the surface of the skin hangs on to hydration in there and that helps the skin remodel itself properly remodel itself produce collagen produce elastin it's better hydrated so the skin looks smoother and springier and it reflects light in a way that you know once you become middle-aged and if you, you know what old person's skin looks like really old people it's flat and and papery and it doesn't reflect the light in the way a younger skin does and putting some sort of condition back in it some radiance and glow and bounce with these skin conditioning injectables like hyaluronic acid gels that's things like profilo and polynucleotides are the the new cool ones which um they they also revive the skin but seem to strengthen it possibly a bit more than the hyaluronic acid ones do then we've got then we've got pigmentation on the skin because you know we've all had exposure to ultraviolet light, boring old daylight over the years it stacks up, we get age spots, we get patchy pigmentation. You can tackle that with, uh, with lasers or with intense past light. You might want to do that once a year. you could have low level sessions or you could have um, more intense sessions and then there's the skin gets slacker with, with time. So you want to tighten it up um, and you can use energy-based treatments. If you say, what's an energy-based treatment? It's a treatment based on, like lasers are based on light energy or ultrasound is based on sound energy or radio frequency machines. They're based on a kind of radio wave energy or you get plasma energy. All of these devices, what they're doing is aiming to damage the skin, um, that the collagen within the skin which a collagen is the protein that keeps our skin firm and strong it's like structural support of the skin so by damaging the collagen not to kill it because that would be terrible but just enough to make it think what's there's been an injury let's let's create more collagen to to heal this injury because our bodies are incredibly good at at, at at healing from from traumas you know in the skin as elsewhere and though that will create tighter firmer skin so you know you 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 can go on with this so it's like the fourth bridge i I, painting the fourth bridge i always think you know you start with one thing you work through all these things so in an ideal uh setting i would be doing all of these in road not quite rotation because some of them need to be done more frequently than others but i would want to do it under the guidance of a really good aesthetic doctor nurse surgeon dentist whoever is the expert practitioner who will, uh, who who will advise appropriately and say either say you know I think we could do with a spot of this here or when I rush in saying, this is this is you know I, I clearly look five years older than I did last week. Help, help! I need whatever. They'll say you don't actually <laughs> to, to like go go home uh, and leave it. It's absolutely fine. It's just um, you know you're seeing phantoms that don't don't exist. You know you need somebody who's going to be real about this with you whether it's your sister or your mum or your best friend or a doctor and also who will tell you if you're doing too much because it's very easy um to get obsessive about all this to spend so much time looking in the mirror that you start uh thinking yeah. there are problems which really aren't there and and then and you know we all know what that looks like and particularly in the in the world of aesthetic medicine you know i i go to all these meetings in the UK abroad, which is, which is, you know, doctors and top brands from around the world all talking about the latest developments, the latest procedures, the techniques that they're using. And you do see quite a lot of quite strange faces there. And particularly yeah. if these are big meetings. They happen every year. They have. You know, 15,000 people from around the, the, the world who are all specialists in this area. Those people, it's not like the annual meeting in Monaco took them by surprise in their diary. They will have got their face in peak condition as as they see it for that meeting. So, yeah. if if they look on you, you think, well, that's actually how they want to present themselves. Yeah. So, that that's that that's the full that's that's the full works, and I, and I'm sure this sounds completely mad and lots of people they say to me how do i it's all very well if you if this is all you do all day we think it's not i i run a business i write i've got a small dog who needs walking my life i I do this all fits in around stuff like doing exercise it starts sounding like it takes over your your life but um it's all there for the doing if that's what you're interested in yeah and i have an led light at home a powerful led light i'll lie under that whenever i can Because that's useful.
0: (laughs) I I definitely. I'm on board with the LED light, and there's a lot of independent research around that, isn't there, to show that it that it does. I mean, that's what I always look for: independent research um, that's not put out necessarily by the company that's selling it, and which is actually where you come in. You have a website, don't you? Yeah, the
1: website is where all the information is. Where I try and say, I mean, the trouble with things like LED light, there's a lot of a lot of research around the benefits of of, eg, red LED light for skin rejuvenation remodeling but everybody who sells a red light device will claim um, those benefits um, for their device but <laughs> what's the quality of light being put out by their device may well not be um yeah. what uh, of the same quality as the light that was used in the research so That's, uh, uh, you know, for marketing purposes, it all sounds great. You know, people say, oh, you know, low-level laser has been shown to do this or LED light has been shown to do that. And you think, yeah, and are we getting in your product that same thing? I think not. Um, But they'll do some study that will appear to show it's really hard to read studies. I'm not that good at it. I rely on more expert people to interpret them for me and say, you know, that thing actually doesn't hold water at all. So it's an absolute minefield and and yeah you're right i I, i'm just trying to straighten out what i have learned in all of this because you know i've been doing this for 25 years and but i'm constantly having to change my mind on stuff as well because we used to all think that this was a good thing and that wasn't and now it's different and and i've got to acknowledge that and then people say you you used to say this you think well you know world has moved on Oh, yeah, everything to changes. To C- there's some, yeah.
0: And there's that's a difficult thing, I think, as well. Keeping up with it, isn't it? Every there seems to be a new gadget every every six months. Another new gadget, the latest new gadget. The, yes, um, and it's and, business. You know, they're yes, all selling these right. things. Yeah. So,
1: and and all the doctors are trying to weigh up whether to to invest in these new devices. Are they actually better than what's out there before? Um, you know, often. Their patients will come in asking for a particular thing because that some celeb has talked about having this treatment and saying it changed their life, and people in the industry will grumble saying that one device is not actually better than any of its competitors within that particular, um, you know, category of, of, of device. But if the, the public has decided it, you know, everybody goes around chattering about it. It, it, it's really difficult to counteract that. And people yeah. were in saying, I, I need this particular treatment. He, well, let's have a, a little chat first about whether it's appropriate for you. Um,
0: that's yeah. And everybody's different as well. I mean, what Hopefully. do you think about, we'll get the intel, there's um, mm-hmm. people, I haven't had Morpheus 8. I've heard it's absolutely amazing. That's one of the ones that's been really big in the press, hasn't it? Um, Morpheus been... 8 It's good, isn't it? Isn't it good? I think it's, it's, it's good.
1: It's a very decent radio frequency micronealing treatment, but there are about six or eight others who will claim other d- different be- benefits and will they, you know, they'll all say they're the best because, you know, I have you know even even um, practitioner pals asking me saying is x better than y. You think, I don't know because I'm being given all the same information from the companies that make them as they the practitioners are seeing. And, 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 you know, I can just go around collecting opinions for long enough that, uh, you, you know, I can eventually form some view. It's, it's quite painful, um, Morpheus 8 relative to some of the other radio frequency microneedling things. Is it better than them? It's impossible to say. The, the thing with any of these devices is, or any treatment really, it, it's only as good as the hands that it's in. I think that's a really crucial thing for people to know because they think, oh, there's somebody down the road with this laser or this needling device. Um, and they've got a really good price on it. But you think, how experienced is that person with that device? How well trained have they been? Do they know if you're a good patient for it? You know, I, I, I'm always upset when people are um, sending me messages on, on social saying they had this treatment it did nothing or it wasn't right for them because, and you think, well, why were you persuaded into having it? You know, why did that person, that practitioner um, think that you would be? What were they promising you? You know, did they give you a reason why they thought you ought to have it? Um, You know, you paid a lot of money for this. Um, And if people don't really understand why they're doing these things, uh, you know, then they can be disappointed. Also, people just don't take, decent before and after pictures you know proper clinical things in standardized lighting sounds all boring but you know otherwise people say oh this thing did nothing for me and I think well if that treatment was done properly I very much doubt um, that it's done nothing but maybe you aren't seeing what you hoped for maybe there wasn't a conversation around realistic expectations of this treatment is not going to turn you into Giselle you know this treatment yeah.
0: can do <laughs> we won't look like Beyonce <laughs> after i know i often think that i'm not going to look like Beyonce after i've had this treatment and some of those before <laughs> the before and after treatments alice where you have the before treatment which is that it looks sort of looks like me uh, with jet lag and then you have the after treatment which is a full face of makeup looking absolutely oh, yeah. wonderful it's, it's you think such... that's not a fair comparison at all and, and they so
1: often they've just changed the lighting or the lighting has just been different you that you need yeah. to have it all standardized and and they will sell everything from collagen supplements to really expensive treatments on look at what it did for this person here i want i want some data I right? i want to see whether yeah. um, a proper imaging device has perceived a difference in that skin whether we can see actual um in 3d imaging changes I, i'm constantly trying to work out these things with my own face because it's the most difficult question people ask me the whole time what did that treatment do for you? And I need to be able to show something to be able to say, I'm pretty confident it did this. Look, here are these good as we could make them pictures and you can see a tightening along the jawline or you can see a clarity in the skin tone. And But, but also the trouble is I've had an awful lot of treatments. So my skin's in reasonably good nick anyway. So things that make a difference, you know, they're going to make a small difference. Whereas if you take somebody who has had an average lifetime's worth of pigmentation and they're 40 or they're 50 and they go and have that same laser treatment with um, combined with IPL that, that I had, say, they will get a much, much bigger result because they had more damage to work with in the first place, if you see what I mean. Yes. So it's hard to show. And people say, well, I don't think that thing did very much for you. (laughs) Well, you you may think that, madam, but I would beg to differ. It's it's really hard.
0: It's really hard. (laughs) But you put this all on your... On your website, don't you? Kind of just yeah, it's un- on, the it's what, on the website. It's on the what? Yeah, yeah. And who to go to, perhaps. And just so you've done lots of the research because I think it's really mind boggling. And I bought your book. I don't even know. I mean, I bought your book. When did you put your book out? Five, six? Oh, when yeah. did you write a book? Four
1: years ago. I put the book out four years ago because I had been writing about beauty as a journalist for uh, since the late 90s. And I, I've been a more general purpose journalist for, for a long time before that. And I had been writing about aesthetic medicine, about the treatments, but not so much because there wasn't so much scope for it in the papers. They don't want that much of it because they know that for the vast majority of people, this is not a relevant or interesting thing. I mean, it has become yeah. much more in the last 10 years. Yeah. But I got to a point where I was being asked more questions about, you know, would fillers work for me rather than what's the best moisturiser? And I, I this was about... Yeah 7 7 years ago or seven, so I thought I've I've got to write a book about this and I spent 2 years in sort of writing it and thinking it's probably too soon and then I launched the book 4 years ago and and the website because a book is book is great but a book is a static thing and it's already a bit out of date I need yep. to update it whereas the website we can keep changing it and it just grows and grows and so there's as much information I can cram on there you know I've got a whole team yep. who help me with this it's not just me
0: yeah, I had the book. I loved it. I read it. It was beside my bed Thank for you. ages. It was sort of, yeah, I loved it. And that was my real insight into, I don't really know what to do. And then I don't know where your book is now because I go to your website, I must admit, because as you say, it changes constantly. So talking about moisturizers, et cetera, Alice. So if we haven't got a huge budget and yeah. I mean, lasers can be thousands of pounds treatments, Absolutely. if you're having like, it yeah. does turn into thousands of pounds, does not it? Um, it does. On a budget, Yeah. How can we? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, I mean, and drink lots of so drink lots of water. What do we put in our bodies as well? Because actually, what we put in our bodies uh, does support what we're doing on the outside too, doesn't it? It What we're eating, what we're
1: drinking, it does. Healthy lifestyle is is massive. Um, The studies that people have done around um, lifestyle and how your skin looks, um, they all point out, there was a huge one that um, Ole did a few years back, and it showed that genes were only responsible for about 20% of how your skin looked as it aged. The rest was what we call epigenetic factors, i.e. the things that affect your genes depending on your lifestyle. So eating loads of vegetables, colourful vegetables for the antioxidants that they contain, that has a very big benefit. Um, sleep, proper sleep, uh, restorative sleep, that has an enormous effect, stress, reducing stress, that is great. Exercise, likewise, you know, you don't have to be out there running triathlons or whatever, but moving, um, taking some exercise, keeping your body going, that helps. Um, drinking water, it's a healthy habit, it doesn't do anything for the skin, per se if you drink buckets of water it doesn't start oozing out your pores you know you just end up running to the loo because you know our body is very good at keeping itself in a state of homeostasis so um you know it's one of those it's one of those enduring myths that if you drink buckets of water your skin will be better I mean it might be because if you're drinking buckets of water you will have less capacity for drinking I don't know fizzy drinks, sugary drinks, um, caffeinated drinks, alcohol, even all of which are not good for your skin.
0: Mm. Caffeine,
1: caffeine's not that bad, but often you know if we go for a coffee, it's it's stuffed with um, milk, yep. and cream, and flavourings and, and and sugars, isn't it? So water and and people who drink lots of water probably have a bunch of other healthy lifestyle habits like going to bed early and taking exercise and eating their vegetables <laughs> and all so again you don't so know which one's things. working yeah exactly. well, you, you it's a combination I did, do, I did do a study if, if you've got time to do for, for us to talk about all this yes um, yeah um, um, I did do a year-long project on this with a brilliant scientist up in Newcastle so about 10 years ago um, he's called Professor Mark Birchmachin and he runs the molecular dermatology department at Newcastle University and we looked and he got a sort of swab test that could tell how um, what the sort of Mm -hmm. DNA level damage was going on in my skin so we took some baseline ones and then every fortnight I did another swab and each month I adopted another different sort of lifestyle behavior so one month I did excessive (laughs) amounts of exercise did it change anything? Not so much. One month I ate a really high fat diet, you know, like keto, um, because that was, that was sort of something they wanted to look at. It didn't really make much difference. Drinking water didn't make much difference either, the, and the, so on. But the things that did make the difference, I'm sorry, we've got the, the bells, the bells out here are tolling 12 o'clock, so they're going to go on for a bit. <laughs> um, but the things that really did make the difference were eating masses of vegetables so Uh colorful vegetables like probably it was like about 10 portions a day which you know you you can do it it takes a bit of planning that made improvements and the things that made really clear negative improvements were every time my stress levels ramped up um they could see it in the in the samples the one thing i wasn't looking forward to is i had to do a certain number of days of less than five hours sleep and I put that right off to the end. I said oh, I can't do a month, but five hours. I really can't. And they they said, look, come on. Actually, we're going to be able to measure this after two days. We know. So I, I did three days, and then and then sent them a swab. And sure enough, it was like ooh disaster. You know, your skin loses the ability to hydrate itself, and uh, everything wow. everything so it, it accelerates aging. Oh, also, and going on holiday, even going on holiday with sunscreen and a hat, um, it's like yow, skin damage. um, Yeah. So good skincare and sunscreen. Sunscreen, that is the first thing you can do.
0: Well, it's true when you say go on holiday because I wear, I go on holiday factor 50 all day long, Mm -hmm. reapply good quality sun hat. I come back with a tan.
1: So yeah. clearly
0: it's getting through. Clearly I'm being yes. affected by the sun. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And, and SPF every day, that's what's drummed into us as an SPF every yeah, day. But I that's didn't. True. I thought water, I thought drinking water, water, water um, was. It's good. An, yeah. But it's not it's as good. good as perhaps we've been sort of told it, it is.
1: It It just doesn't directly hydrate our skin which is what people think is really good is absolutely vital for our brains our bodies you know it, as soon as our hydration levels drop our brain ability goes down by something extraordinary like 10 percent you know it, it's far a far more effective brain waker upper than caffeine is having a lot of water mm. um and and our bodies love it it helps our bodies function better keeps our joints uh moving but it it won't directly plump up your skin you've got to do because because the skin is a barrier you know the skin is designed to keep the world out and keep whatever's on the inside protected um and and so it's quite good at not letting stuff through which which is why if you do want to have complicated skincare with retinoids and vitamin c's you need the kind of the good formulations to actually make the difference they're wanting to make but yeah SPF is the most crucial thing because and a dermatologist was telling me this only last week there was a study that showed somebody some they had the group of people wearing SPF 50 every day for three years every day for a year maybe (laughs) this is all muddle up my statistics Um, but the net result was the three-year thing was that after however long they wore the sunscreen for and it was probably only six months maybe it was a year to get the whole the whole sort of gear in there their skin was measuring three years younger simply from wearing spf because it was not being affected by uv rays and it was not aging as fast so wow. you know you can get sunscreens that are cheap as chips there's one i absolutely love called altruist do you know that me one? too
0: yeah. me too okay. i'm always raving about it it's brilliant
1: yeah yep. and and that is not expensive everybody can afford that you know if they can get toothpaste they can they can get that and yeah, that will really help the skin
0: yeah yeah that's real budget so that's that's the answer to our budget question is 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 it's, SPF. It's skincare first, yeah. first
1: spf and then um retinol at night or some kind of retinoid and there are you know the most effective sorts of the kind of prescription um, formulations of these things and there are now companies like Dermatica like Skin and Me yeah. that will do um, a formulation particularly for your own skin they'll, they'll get you to f- do a questionnaire they'll get you to uh, send photographs and those are about 20 quid a month for a special thing they mix up for you um there's a version called clearer this this one i i did a sponsored post with it last week that doesn't mean i rate it higher than the others but it doesn't mean i know about it that's mm. a bit more complex in that it has a very careful base adapted for your skin care for your skin type that's in there but these these other ones they're like 20 quid a month and if you just used spf in the day uh this at night plus Any moisturiser, any old moisturiser you liked, you know, I love good old things like the um, Superdrug Vitamin E moisturiser, you you know, it it, it serves a function, It, it keeps hydration in your skin. If you wanted to keep it as simple as that, that would be bargain basement effective. Um, And people say, oh, what about this peptide serum? You know, it's, it's all fab. You can do what you want. But if you want to keep it super simple, that. And then in terms of the treatments, it's what really bothers you. Because for most people, it is exactly what you were saying earlier. It's that they look in the mirror and there's a point where how they feel on the inside is not being reflected in what they're seeing. And that's affecting the way other people treat them. You know, I have a lovely... Lovely women dropping in lines saying, you know, just a few treatments have been really effective because... Uh, lovely woman of age 55. Plus, she works in a very young, very techie business. She's easily the oldest person there. She's perfectly sharp and able, but they would call her the professor or they would call her granny. You know, it's a sort of a semi-affectionate nickname, but with there's a bit of an edge to it. And she had done sharpening up of her haircut, her wardrobe, her everything else. But she found once she added in the treatments, they just Gave her a level of relaxation in the face. So it looks like more like her on a good day, um, and 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 to, to, in a small. She could, she just felt she gave her the edge in getting herself back. That's what a lot of people will say to their doctors. Oh, I recognise myself again. Yeah. Now they'll say, which which is really nice. So if it is pigmentation, if there are age spots that you you hate that are bothering you get them zapped. Intense pulse light is not an expensive treatment. It's um, IPL. It breaks up pigmentation in the skin, which is then dispersed. So it's really good for thread veins. It's good for age spots and um, for for, for general patchy pigmentation. And it's not an expensive treatment. And most clinics will have advice and that can actually do quite a lot for not too much money and if it's frown lines if it's deep set frown lines have a bit of toxin in those frown lines and again if you're just having it in small areas that can be enough to make the change that you're looking for what you need to find in in, in any situation whether you are going to throw a lot of money at this or whether you just want really careful um specific advice around the fewest things that you can do to make the kind of difference that you're looking for if you need a great practitioner. And, and this is what I've been trying to do on my website is build up a list of practitioners around the country who I would trust with my face. Because I either know them and I know they do great work or they are recommended to me by people who will say, yes, I would trust my patients with this other practitioner. Um, because at the moment, yeah. there's no regulation around who can inject. Um, and and that is a travesty. It is, it is something that will change. There are. The laws which are beginning to inch their way into through the parliamentary processes, you know, I I I work alongside um, you know people who are helping in this direction, and it's painfully slow, but it it will it will happen. But right now, people say, what qualification should I look for in a doctor? You think there there is no particular qualification. You know, I like it if people have a medical background because then they belong to an organisation like the GMC or the Nursing and Midwifery uh, Council, which means that they're accountable to that organisation. So if they start doing awful stuff, um, they can be um, challenged and taken down by their their organisations. Also, they are subject to a lot of the kind of checks and balances and inspections that everybody else just isn't. You know, say so the hairdressers, the beauticians, the plumbers, the whoever else is, we can all just pick up needles and start injecting anybody else. There's, no, there's nothing in law to stop it's us, shocking. to stop you and me doing yeah. it.
0: Yeah, It's shocking, um, isn't it? it? it, it yep. It's
1: so shocking. And people think, well, there must be rules around this, and they just aren't because the industry has been asking for it forever. I, I mean, I've been reporting on this as a problem for you know more than 20 years, and yet I think it wasn't seen as something serious enough. You know, it's hardly up there with... Oh, you know, with wars and financial crises is something the government ought to be doing. But it, it, it is now a real problem because the industry has grown exponentially over the, the last yeah. couple of decades. So, yeah. so you check out your practitioner. So you yes. get your skincare, you get your IPL or your bit of toxin, or maybe you just want those skin conditioning injections. Those are actually quite expensive because they're usually about sort of 600 or 800 quid for, a, for a course but they might just make the difference that make you feel more like you are like to be looking. If
0: yeah, and sense. I often, when people ask me when they're kind of they're nowhere near London or a big city and they're quite mm. uh, somewhere out in um, out in the countryside or wherever and they say, I don't know where to go and I don't know, I'm not an expert. I often say, ask your hairdresser. Hairdressers know everything. And they see a lot of good work that comes on and a lot of people that come in their salon and say, I go and see uh, the whatever clinic or I go to see Daddy Dara or the whatever clinic. Yeah. I often think yeah. a, a hairdresser is a good source of uh, intel, inside intel into your community isn't it but i like personally i like to go to a big clinic and i'd get on the train for a big clinic i like a i like a big clinic i like it to look like a clinic i like to see people dressed clinical i like it to i like it to feel medical yeah i like it to i like my environment to feel very medical i like to feel that they're very competent and skilled and i almost feel like i'm going i want to feel like i'm going in hospital when i have anything done because it gives me confidence that's what i look for You want
1: skill, you want them to have had time and experience to put that skill into practice so they develop expertise. And then there's the really um, unlegislatable four things. So what do I mean? The thing you can't, a thing you can't, um, can't measure, which is can they create loveliness in a face? Can they create gorgeous, natural results? Um, And some people really can. So you want to see examples of their previous work. You know, you want to know that they're doing ongoing training that they're keeping up their qualifications but there are lots of people all around the country who are good at this Um, you know often they will be people who just want to live in a certain area because and they've taken the expertise that they've developed with them Um, so it's worth it you just put your postcode into my postcode finder on the website and see who comes up in your area because there's lots of people who do this quietly in their own areas who don't want to be on the, the big international circuits of these things. And they do That's true. lovely, That's the, lovely yeah. work quietly in the countryside.
0: That's the same of, of medical consultants, etc. It depends on where people want to live, isn't it? So your website is The Tweakments Guide? Is it The, the Tweakments
1: tweak, Guide? The guide.com.
0: Have a look there. It's a resource for everything. If you want to know from Botox to lasers to everything, practitioners, you just go in and use the search bar, don't you, Alice? And then you can yeah, find whatever you. you want to find. Out. And I am I sign up to your newsletter too. get a newsletter. Oh, in, in. Yes, the,
1: the newsletter yeah. is good because I do events as well as um, all these other things creating content and writing stuff and uh we put them out via the newsletter they usually sell through the newsletter before and uh, you know i don't always put them on social then people get cross saying we didn't manage to get a ticket well um, i've got to specialize to the people who've really who've really really bought so the newsletters just flag gathers up all the latest stuff that me and my team are writing in this area what we're putting out what we're seeing in this bizarre world you know whether it's like barbie botox what is that you know
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> took me a while I, to
1: work that out
0: <laughs> i know i don't no, that that's what I've, i'm about to google that now alice barbie botox. Well, it, it's,
1: you know, it's this long neck you know you know these dolls uh, have a ridiculously long okay. neck and so there is a way of injecting toxin into the the neck the trapezius muscles really you know those bunchy ones at the bottom of our neck and our shoulders to relax them but you know i i, I want my most of my muscles to be
0: to be strong we want our muscles uh, to work. Yeah. Anyway, we want those that, neck muscles to work. It is so, a thing. It is yeah, a thing. Yeah, okay. So I'm I uh I read your newsletter. I haven't read the one about Barbie, but I have your newsletter that comes it's on. I like it because just it just out, tells yeah. me what whatever's happening right now. But you're Alice Hart Davis on the gram, aren't you, Alice? And on you're the gram, also on LinkedIn, yeah. on um, Oh you're everywhere, YouTube. okay. Yeah. All everywhere. Of it, yeah. Yeah. And the tweakments guide has it as its own Insta handle too, doesn't it? If anybody it does, wanted to yeah. follow that. And before you go, we ask everybody before they go, Alice, to tell us a couple of creators that you love to follow oh, on Instagram. Yes. That give you yes. Joy. Now, who
1: do who do I love? Who gives who me you a lot of joy? Oh, um, body body positivity, movement, and aging. Um, she's called Kay Cleave, Dr. Kay Cleave, and she is aging disgracefully with an underscore at the end. Um, and I don't know if you know her she is phenomenal she's 74 and she I think she did used to be a dancer in her early life but she says it's really important to keep your knees strong do these exercises so-and-so's point to these exercises but you know there she is casually doing the splits while out on her walk casually <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I've, there's a thing she, she did which got zillions of views and I've got to try it um handstanding into the driver's seat of her car, which you do by you do a handstand against the car, you stick your feet through the window, window's gotta be open. I've Put seen your, that. Yeah, okay, okay. I've, that, I've that's not, you know, I've she seen, does that.
0: Oh crikey. Well I've seen a, a you know, an eighteen year old do it. I need to go and see you her think, do it too. I she sounds be doing that brilliant.
1: when I'm seventy four. Yes, I, I love Trini. Um Trini oh, is yes. phenomenal because she is really consistent, she is yes. just um constantly on and putting out those messages of you know you could you could try this look and, and constantly trying to prop up middle-aged women who've completely lost their mojo either in clothing or in um in makeup and 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 so many so many other things and she's absolutely just relentless carrying on finding Love things her. out and, and um I, I remember doing a recording once with her we were in a taxi it was all exhausting we'd gone round down and we chatted about this and that. We all piled out at, at, at the end to sort of regroup and move on to the next thing and I said, "How do you keep this up the whole time and she looked at me, and the the question just did not compute. I suddenly realized <laughs> thinking, actually you, this is you you are like <laughs> from six in the morning till whatever time at night you just keep going at this level of intensity and curiosity um and it's probably yeah. there she is doing her exercise. Online and her yoga and saying, ladies, you must do this and she I know. You must try that. So anyway, anyway, you know that. And I and that. goodness, who is the other one? I was thinking of. I was thinking, of, oh, oh, for the mind, Dr. Julie, Dr. Julie Smith, clinical psychologist. Uh, she wow. did that book called. Uh, her content is is beautiful and also thoughtful and very consistent. So it's fab. She's What's the book called? It's called Why Did Nobody Ever Tell Me This? or How Did I Not Know This Before? It's oh, been in the I've read that. Yes. Yeah, I've read okay. that. Yep. And, and on Insta, it's visually compelling. <laughs> so she was talking the other day about signs of burnout, four key signs of burnout. And while she, she strikes a match and then says, Sign one, Sign two, but actually, all you can think of while watching it is, if you don't get to move on and talk faster that, it's going to burn your fingers. Um, and she does usually say at the end, yeah, this one took me a few tries. But it's thoughtful, it's heartfelt, it's genuine, um, and and it looks lovely too. And you just think, oh, yes, please help me. I must listen to all your messages of, of how to manage life better, which, you know, we all need a bit of that.
0: Oh, we definitely do a bit more positivity in and, our lives. The,
1: the only reason I haven't picked... Any of my thousands of doctor friends is that I wouldn't know which ones to pick over the others. You
0: can't, don't go there. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, you can't do that. You can't because there's too many great ones. You can't pick one. I think you've done, you've chosen wisely there, Alice. I think that was a good strategy. No, I, I agree with you. you. Can't possibly. To pick any doctors, and I think they're fantastic. I can't wait. Well, I follow Trini, love Trini, so we'll all head off and uh and follow Dr. Doctor Julie Smith. Was it? I've read the book, it's just anyway. doc, she's just Dr. Julie, Dr. Julie,
1: and then we'll Kay her. is aging disgracefully, but then underscore at the end, because we'll there's a, the end. a lovely um blogger in S- Sydney, um, older blogger called Aging Disgracefully called Stella, we'll who's her. different, um, doing the splits but in the is, park. Kay is remarkable, and you think. And she's just saying it can be done. You can improve at any age, you know, so and and then, wow, look at her go.
0: Oh, positive mindset. We all need more of that. Mm. Wonderful. Oh, well, Alice, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on the pod. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank and you for having thank me. You, thank you. Absolute delight. Thank you. And one it's, day we will meet
0: in real life, won't we? We w- we want. I mean, yeah, we will virtually. <laughs> we know each other intimately virtually, but one yes. day we'll have a big hug in real life. That will be so good. <laughs> oh, it's lovely to talk to you, Alice. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Okay. Bye. Now. Check out the episode notes for links and information about this week's guest and follow, like, subscribe, share, tell the whole world about this podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.